Hey, Graham. Yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hannah. Hannah who? Hannah Partridge in a pear tree. Oh, man. That's it. (laughs) I got one for dragon. Actually, I found a funny one. All right, let's hit it, hit it. Why do dragons refuse to eat paladins? Because they taste so lawful. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, this week, we're going to be speaking about uh, Spyro the Dragon uh, alone, right? You didn't play the other two, correct? Uh, yeah, I didn't get the memo until a little too late. Yeah, well, that's fine. You're a busy man. Uh, yeah, so Graham and I have been playing through... Um, <clears throat> The first uh, Spyro game on the Reignited trilogy, um, which was is a remaster. Would you call it a remaster or a remake? Um, probably oh, it's somewhere in the middle there. I feel like it would be like a remake. I don't know. It's I, I don't know enough about the original, but it's probably closer to a remake. Because I would consider like a remaster something that gets upscaled, you know, from like uh, non-HD to HD. Yeah, like and the then, like, Master a, Chief Collection. Right, and then a remaster is something that's done from the ground up. Yeah, but but built in the same way. Yeah, that that would be my definition. Yeah, so we'll call it a remake. Okay, um, uh, the original Spyro game, which came out in 1998. So exactly 20 years ago. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Graham, what did you think of Spyro the Dragon? I I might have an unpopular opinion, but I didn't really like it that much. Um, This is my first time playing a Spyro game, and okay. maybe it just hasn't aged super well, but um, I found a lot of it to be really frustrating. So like... Okay. Um, like I had a lot of cheap deaths and stuff and I don't know, I didn't find it to be the most engaging of games. How about you? Um, I would say that I don't know if I would call this game fun. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, that being said, I did enjoy it. Um, it was a very... I didn't have as much frustration, I think, as, as you did. Some areas, sure, there were some frustrating deaths. But uh, uh, overall, I, I I found it actually to be a pretty calming experience. Hmm. Relaxing, at least. Um, and like a, a, a simple one as well. Not like anything too complex. But I think, I think the fact that I didn't find it fun speaks to the level of um, just the... The difference in gaming from now and back then um what you can do how things can be presented and how games perform has changed a lot right yeah um one thing i did find in- interesting is that like with the crash bandicoot trilogy that came out last year um i would say that was fun like 
like there's something about the core mechanics of Crash, even though it's like a remake, same as Spyro, that it was still fun. Whereas this, I didn't really find to be fun. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. It's, uh, I guess it's kind of just one of those things like it didn't age that well. I don't know, like, it was, there was a lot of little things, like, the camera was really close to you, so I had a hard time, like, it felt a little claustrophobic, and, like, I would try to hit things with my dash, and I would yeah. miss a lot. Yeah. Um, Or even the fact, like, you have to, like, usually you have to run over the gems in order for them to be picked up. Although sometimes your dragonfly picks it up. But like there was just a lot of little like in the way the enemies moved, like I get that it was it was a remake. So they mm-hmm. wanted to keep the original feel of it. But uh yeah, it was just uh it wasn't that fun, I guess. Now there's a lot of fantastic things about the game. Like it's beautiful. Um, oh, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, and like the the enemy animations are like top notch, uh, and like all the dragons they had, like neat designs, and they've got their animations. The animation overall was just crazy good. Um, but it didn't. I mean, there you go. Sorry, I I didn't mean to cut you off. There you go for it. Uh, it's a perfect game for a kid. Yes, I think for kids it would be good because it's like you can explore and you can collect everything and i think i think that's something that's kind of in short supply these days i feel like most kids games try to also like toe the line between being for kids and being for adults yeah um and 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 sometimes get a little bit too difficult or too complex than what maybe a, a kid is more in tune for so with with this one, it's just like, um, I think a kid of any age could pick this up and play it and kind of get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's not, like, it's still very difficult in parts, but it's not, like, impossible. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's colorful and all that kind of stuff. Um. It's interesting, though, like, I played a little bit of the second one, and I, like, really liked it. Um, Like, just right from the start, it had more personality, you had new moves, you had, like, stuff that you could unlock, all of these different little layers. Even though the gameplay was largely the same, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I've been, I've been playing through the second one um, right now. Uh, I'm almost done. Um, you're definitely right. There's there's a lot more character to it, and, and being that like they actually have characters. Um, there's skills that you can kind of unlock. There's You can actually buy things with the gems uh, that you collect. Everything's a little bit more... Um, User-friendly? I wouldn't say necessarily user friendly because like you're you're right the 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 core mechanics are still the same gameplay wise, but just the way the worlds are built and the way that it's structured and presented is um 
I think, superior to the first game. Um, there are a lot more levels, but they don't quite last as long. Um, but the but the um, like the hub worlds are a bit more vast. The boss battles are actually boss battles. Um, I don't know if you've got that far. I didn't, but I kind of. I think I got the idea of it, but like yeah, I think like like what you're saying is that it has this level of sophistication of like structure that the first one didn't have, and maybe that's why like Crash felt like like a complete game because you could it had all that stuff in the first one, didn't it? Um, I would say this is is pretty similar to um, Crash, as well as like. The first game is his own entity. It has its own components, but the second game, like, really ramps things up. Okay. And and it's kind of a change of form. Even with Crash, like, uh, in Crash One, you know, you don't have any extra abilities that you will unlock after you surpass a certain point, right? You just have the same speed, same jump range, and everything. But Crash Two, you can dash jump, or you can slide jump, or you can double jump, or you can run real fast, and like things you unlock. And uh, they changed things up a little bit. Okay. Um, and I haven't played Spyro 3 yet, but if it's following that formula, Crash 3 is very similar to Crash 2 in that regard. Of, like, um, style and uh, just general structure. So, to me, it's just kind of a... Uh, it shows you how quickly um, both those companies learned how to develop the sequel. Right? Um, because Crash 2 and Spyro 2, I know Spyro 2 came out a year, a, a year after Spyro 1 came out. Wow. Right. That's a, that's a fast turnover. I, th I think Crash 2 was similar. So, um, to me, I, I just see like they learned their lessons and they've improved upon, um, the original game. And then the third one I'm, I'm expecting to be, uh, probably pretty similar to, to Spyro 2. Yeah, it's um, kind of like the transition between more of an arcade focus to more of a home console game focus. Mm -hmm. Almost feels like. Because like in the first Spyro game, at the very least, there's no real reason why you're collecting gems. Um, Like even rescuing the dragons just feels a little bit, it's like a, a thing that you have to do. There's no real reason for it. But then, like in the second one, how you have to buy things with your gems, that instantly gives them value. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. I I have to admit, though, with, with Spyro 1, I really like the fact that I could take things at my own pace. That I wasn't restricted necessarily to, like, having to do all the levels before moving on to the next hub world, right? I could do, say, four out of the five levels and still have enough gems or dragons or whatever to take the balloons elsewhere. You know, so I could kind of create my own little um, experience of, of what I wanted to do and when. Yeah, to a uh, point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Spyro 2, it's like you have to have all the, all the talismans from the main worlds to progress. Yeah. So I, I, I liked 
I liked the simplicity of, of the first game because they're just okay. There's dragons, there's eggs, there's gems, and you need to get you need to find them. Have fun, basically. Um, and I and I I know it's kind of like I'm praising one for one thing, I'm praising one for the other, but it works for me in Spiral One that there's it's a bit more simple. Um. I found it. I found it to be a bit more of a relaxing experience, like a different level of experience between the two games, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. One thing I I have to give huge um, praise for is the guidebook, and how convenient it is oh, for me as a. Oh, it's very convenient. Like, like to one hundred percent this game, it it's so helpful. You could just pop it open. You can see exactly what you're missing, where you're missing it, or not necessarily where you're missing it, but. You know, I, oh, I'm missing two dragons here and 100 gems. And then from wherever you are, you can tr- instant travel to any level through the guidebook. Yeah, it's very awesome. useful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then I don't know if you ever used, but um, they have a feature for sparks where um, if you are missing like any gems, you can hit, uh, I think it's R3, and sparks will point towards where the closest gems are to you. Oh. So you can track down gems that way as long as you have sparks. That's useful. It really was, yeah. It's awesome. Because sometimes you're missing like two gems. And you're like, holy crap, where is this? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, what do the dragon eggs do? Nothing. Nothing? Just collect them. I don't think they do anything. Oh, okay. I mean, I beat the game. I don't remember them doing anything. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. I could be wrong. I like as soon as I platinum the game, I just stopped playing the first game and I'm, I moved on to the next. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the second one. Well, I guess it's. I don't know how much of a cultural appeal Spyro had like when it came out because I didn't follow it when I was that around the time where I could have played it, but. Uh, yeah, was it like a like a big thing, like on the same level as Crash? I would like they Crash and Spyro are very um, they're very intertwined. Like they have a very close relationship. Um, I would say probably they were on the same level. Okay. I I would say, um, but I mean this like the, you know ninety eight. This is the this is the time of like. Um, Banjo Kazooie, Super Mario 64, Donkey Kong 64, where like these collectathon platformers were like in their heyday. Yeah. So, like, I I think it would be more apt to compare Spyro to something like uh, Banjo Kazooie or uh, Donkey Kong 64. Just from what I know about those games, I've never played them, but. Yeah, I haven't. I've played a bit of Donkey Kong 64, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, like, growing up, I didn't really play these games, but I played a lot of the Spyro or Crash games on uh, the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Okay. They had, like, tie-in games together. So there was, like, Spyro... Uh, I don't remember the title, but, like, you were fighting... Uh, Dr. Cortex, Neo Cortex, who's the main bad guy in Crash. And then in the Crash game, 
you fight Ripto. Oh, I remember that. I remember those games. Yeah. So I had both. One was purple and was orange. And like, yeah, you kind of run into each other. But they play differently, right? They played the way a Spyro or Crash game would, but they were just tied together. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Spyro really hasn't... Let me see here. I'm just on the Wikipedia. I don't think it's had a release in uh, quite a while. No, Spyro kind of... Well, I guess the biggest thing was Skylanders. Yes, which was made by the same developer as this. Yeah, Toy Toys for Bob, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had um, the last like main release of a Spyro game was in 2005. Okay. That wasn't uh, Skylanders. Yeah, that's pretty uh, long ago. Yeah. And I think they were all for... It looks like mostly for mobile. Really? Or like Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a couple for PS2 and Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, because Crash kept going for a little bit before it kind of died out. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I would say the last Crash game was probably, um, I'm going to say late 2000s. Um, there was one on the but, Wii. Yeah, yeah. Let me see here. Um, yeah, I think, I think though Spyro was really helped along with Skylanders success. Um, let's see. Yeah. So the last, uh, crash game to come out, they had releases from 96 all the way up until 2010 yearly releases. Wow. That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Did you hear that they're remaking Crash Tag Team Racing? Racing? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick it up for sure. So, to be talked about in the future. <laughs> um, is that what we're talking about? Oh, right. With Spyro being part of you know Skylanders, um, or really the the figurehead for Skylanders, I think that was um really critical for them to get this game off. And into the into stores, you know what I mean, like proof of concept almost. Okay, yeah, yeah. Spyro kind of helped the Skylanders brand, at least until they kind of could stand on their own. Or well, also and, and vice versa, right? Like Skylanders, um, kept Spyro relevant long enough for this game to come out. Mm, type thing. True. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of like one of those things where like. So many people have um, high nostalgia opinions on it, and like both you and I didn't really play them as kids. No. So it's like we're kind of coming in a little bit fresh and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's all in all, like, uh, I would say it's good enough. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like you had a bit less enjoyable times than i did yeah I, there was just like there were a few times where i just got really frustrated because i would die to an enemy that just hit me and i didn't see them or they hit me from like i was on they were up on a ledge and i was below them and they were still able to hit me mm. that kind of stuff right um 
yeah, no, it was it was more of that. I just didn't find it that compelling. Mm-hmm. But like, the animation definitely helped my enjoyment of the game. Yeah, for sure, and great music too. Uh, I didn't find the music that remarkable, but it was it was pretty good. Eh, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Um, one thing they did really well, um, the egg thief enemy. Oh my goodness! So annoying. Very annoying, <laughs> but like it, like in an, in an okay way. I don't know. I I was like, ugh, this guy again. He's so uh just so sh- smug about it. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Infuriating. It was terrible. I felt good when I got him though. Yeah. And it was interesting how like the final boss, you had to do that a couple times before you could don't fight him. Don't get me started. And then if you die... Then you have to do both of them again. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal, man. Brutal. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Interesting um, things to know about the Reignite trilogy, just all overall. This probably doesn't affect a lot of people, but I like to play games with subtitles on. Okay. Almost... And I watch movies with subtitles. I like I put subtitles on everything just because I'm used to not being able to hear because somebody's talking. Like with my family, people talk all the time during movies, and so I like to have it on. Uh, but there's no subtitles. Really? In Spiral. Yeah, in Spyro 2, there's like speech bubbles, but like cinematics or other dialogue that's outside of that, no subtitles. That's incredible. Oh, I think I remember. There was. A, I think a I remember there, of... there was an article or something on that. Yeah, yeah, because um, people with, you know, hearing hearing impaired issues were a little upset about that, or people who were advocating for those people. Yeah, and I think they were just like, well, it wasn't in the original. Yeah, which I think is pretty lame. Yeah, no, that's not a valid reason. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's easy enough to do, so, um, yeah, but what can you do? Another inter- interesting thing. And this kind of this really boggles my mind, um, and I think it's an interesting question to talk about about the industry overall. It, it could be incorrect, maybe they fix this, but I'm pretty sure the disc launch, like the disc release of this game, only includes Spyro the Dragon, and you have to download Spyro two and three. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's right. Which is, is kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. I don't know about you. Well, I could understand it if it was a file size issue, but like I don't know yeah, how big Spyro is. It's sixty gigs. Yeah, it was probably a file size issue. Yeah. See, this is the interesting part though, because it, it goes begs the question: like, how long then will the Spyro Reignited trilogy be playable for? Oh, because if the store goes down at some point, or or if just when the services end. That's a product you won't be able to play anymore. Um, well, I think in the case of that, like, you can still download stuff. Like, you can still download the PT game if you own it, that kind of thing. You have the, the license to it. But I mean, like, when they turn off the PlayStation ser- online services to the PS4. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's actually, like, a really big industry issue is that game preservation there's nothing in it for 
the companies. Right. So there's no reason for them to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Like WiiWare, I think. I can't remember if you can still download the stuff anymore, but they're canceling being able to buy stuff on WiiWare. What's WiiWare? Is that like the store? Oh, that was like the online store for the Wii. Okay. Yeah, so... And it- and I mean, I think I think it's fair for companies to say, okay, we're going to discontinue this service, you know, on such and such a date. And I, and I get, you know, online components being shut down as well. Like, you know, things don't last forever. Um, but I can still play Halo 2 on my Xbox, you know? I don't yeah. have to download the second half. I just think it's an interesting... Hmm. I don't know. Not not that I think, you know, it, it probably will be a problem in this particular instance. Like, PlayStation 3 servers are still up, which I find to be amazing. And I I appreciate it because I'm still playing my PlayStation 3. But, uh, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how that shakes down. In, like, the next 10 you know, years? Yeah. I would say even with, maybe not with the end of the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 lifestyle, but certainly with this generation... Um, how that, uh, yeah, how that plays out. I feel like something like a Netflix for games could be a good solution, but, uh, well, that's, I mean, they have PlayStation now. Yeah. Which is the closest thing. Yeah. But then again, then you're, um, you're, you're paying for the same game again. (laughs) Yeah. In this instance. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. It to me it was a little bit puzzling. I mean, I guess it makes sense that I think what Blu-ray discs can hold about fifty gigs. Is that correct? I don't remember. Okay, I feel like it's around there. For some reason, forty-five sticking out in my mind. So that would make sense in the sense of, okay, well we can't fit everything on one disc. Yeah. Or it's but, like switch cartridges. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're only thirty-two gigs at max. Yeah. Which is which is getting a little crazy. Yeah. Game sizes are getting a little crazy. Well, that's why games have day one patches that yeah, yeah, give you the rest true. of the game kind of thing. Yeah. Well, overall, what would you rate it? Probably a Teddy. Uh, okay. Because it's got a nice exterior. Um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's cute and cuddly, but it can be a little annoying at times. Yeah, suddenly it's taking its clothes off. <laughs> okay, so you're you're naming it a teddy, eh? Okay, what would you name it? That's that's a very apt apt description. Yeah. Um I'm going to go with the Chie. Okay. And I'm going with Chie because I was I always felt relaxed for the most part when playing it and I kind of knew what I was getting or I knew what I was getting. You know, uh, the value was up front and face first and it was enjoyable but you know nothing too crazy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Any final comments? Um No, I don't think so. Do you think you'll continue to play the trilogy or do you think you'll be kind of just done? I might just kind of be done. I don't know. Two, yeah. two is still pretty good though. 
I'll I'll let you know how two is. Like I'm in, I'm almost done two. Okay. Um, I'm re- I'm enjoying it. I'll let you know how three is also. But there was a there was a boss battle in two that made me rage quit the game. Oh wow. Yeah, I was getting really upset. But you know that's okay. It happens. The, so the first boss in the game is like a laughable joke, and then the second boss in the game is like tear your hair out. I would say some people might not agree, but yeah. So I haven't quite, I haven't beaten the game yet. I'm going back and I've unlocked all the skills that you can unlock, like climbing or whatever. Oh, cool. And I'm going back and I'm, I'm just like cleaning up everything uh, that I didn't clean up before. So yeah, I, I do, I do so appreciate a game like Spyro or Crash where I can just throw on a podcast and like just play. I don't need to be in- intently focused on what's going on. You know, out of fear I miss something, it's just have a play. You know, it's just play the game. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it is nice to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Graham, we're, we're coming up on the end of the year here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about a year ago, around this, this time, uh, maybe like 53 weeks ago, that we recorded our first pod- podcast. Yeah. I remember because it was like the day before I was going to Florida. And I went to Florida on December 5th last year. Wow, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, been a crazy year. Yeah, no, we've put out a number of episodes and... Yeah, no, it's been cool. Yeah, we've had lots of... Um, one thing I really like to see is like a lot of listens to older episodes. Like one or two listens to, to like six episodes chronologically because that just shows like oh somebody's going through our podcasts yeah i find that to be awesome you know it's nice having a, a big listen count to one particular episode but to see people discovering other episodes is also encouraging yeah no it's the kind of long tail strategy yeah exactly so um yeah thanks everybody who has listened over the first year and i think we're going to keep at it for year two and uh Yes, thank know, you. Graham, I was listening to I was listening to our, our Pokemon podcast okay. yesterday. I don't think we ever uploaded the the battle. Oh no, I don't think we did. <laughs> I completely it's, forgot. It's gonna be a late Christmas gift or an early Christmas gift. But I'm looking forward to doing another summer of Nintendo. Mm. Because uh I'll be getting a Nintendo Switch. Awesome, and there'll be lots of games to talk about. I wanna, I wanna play Super Mario Odyssey. I wanna play the new Marvel game that they just announced for the Switch. I'm dying to get my hands on Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> I'm just, I'm dying. It's, it's torture. Anyways, yeah. So again, thanks everybody for listening. Um, Graham, should we tell them what's coming up next? Yeah. So you... um, in the couple. Well, of... wait. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead couple weeks time where it will be or no why why don't you go over it okay (laughs) so to wrap up the year we have one more episode coming out um but to give us time to play some other things for for example games we're getting for the holidays um we're going to be doing uh what i've coined um the velvities and it'll be our first this isn't quite grammatically correct but it's gonna be our first annual velvities which will be um basically our award ceremony to 
all the games that came out in 2018 and all the games we've played this year or talked about on the podcast. So um, we'll be coming up with some categories, uh, making up our own lists of best and or worst games and kind of giving uh, a short uh, little gab about that. And uh, that'll wrap up the year. And then we'll be back in the new year with uh, some other games. Do we want to talk about those, Graham? Um, so I think the the first thing that we'll be doing is we'll be doing uh, Persona 3 at some point next year, like early next year. And then we'll also be doing a few user-suggested games. Yes. So do we want to announce those? Uh, no, let's leave it a surprise. Okay. All right, so hopefully, if you've been a good little boy this year, your user suggestion has been selected for... Or little girl. Uh, little little boy girl. Okay. Unless you want to call Eric Dolbear a little girl. <laughs> yeah, that's... Maybe I shouldn't say his last name. <laughs> ah, who cares? We'll bleep it out. Will we? I'll ask him. I'll see what he says. That'll make him listen to the podcast, I guarantee it. Uh, yeah, so... Persona, so the Velvety's will air on December 24th, Christmas Eve, just in time to give it to your family and friends for the holidays. And then Persona 3 will launch on January 7th, 2019. Um, Yeah, it's the future, man. It's coming up. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's exciting. Exciting times. So thank you very much again, everybody, for listening. And um, we hope you've enjoyed this year's podcasts. And please do reach out with us. Reach out with us? No, reach out to us. Um, with any comments you might have, uh, we'd like to hear from you so that we can improve for your listening experience. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Merry Christmas.